0: Money FM eighty nine point three, the best of Saturday mornings.
1: Back in two thousand nine, a book came out uh, called Tokyo Vice by uh, American journalist Jake Adelstein, and and Jake was a, um, a what the first. Uh, Foreign journalist to work at a major Japanese newspaper, the Yomiuri Shimbun, back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And since then, uh, on April the 7th, 2022, this year, the HBO Max series and HBO Go series of the same name, Tokyo Vice, dropped, and it has been um, a huge success. If you haven't seen it yet, you absolutely must. Uh, The story of Jake's life as a reporter in Tokyo, how he got started, and then the relationship that he develops during his uh, research and writing about the Yakuza, the Japanese mafia, and the relationship with culture, with journalists, and with the police as well. We are so happy and honored to have Jake with us in the studio right now. uh, To tell us more about it, Jake... Good morning. Good morning. You, you look like you're busy over there. No, I was, on I, was, I
0: was, you know, I, I, <laughs> I know that I'm here to talk about Tokyo Vice, but, you know, the James Bond question is, is such a good one because I'm such a fan. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> kick it off then. Have you got a favorite? Um, I just want to make sure I'm not getting them right because sometimes I get bad with the titles. Oh, okay. Uh, my favorite is Tomorrow Never Dies, filmed in Southeast Asia. Because. Um, Clearly, the villain is modeled after Rupert Murdoch. and yes. There's never been a more destructive, evil person on the face of the earth. <laughs> and to watch James Bond kill him just filled me with such great satisfaction. As a yep. journalist, I was like, yes, please
2: more. Yeah. Please Jake bring him back and to kill a him interview again. interview with yeah. a quote. <laughs> a fine British actor, Jonathan Price, uh, played it. And it was Michelle Yeoh. Yes, Michelle yes. Yeoh was the, the, Bond, the Bond girl in that film. Filmed in these parts of the world. I think it was Thailand, Vietnam, those areas. Oh, they Certain, went all over the place. Certainly yeah. Southeast Asia. Yeah. yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, I like that film to kick nice. things off. Have you got a Have you got a Beatles song? Keep the theme uh, going. I, 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 I hate the Beatles. I'm sorry. I'm He's right. going out all <laughs>
1: morning.
0: I, I grew up hearing the Beatles. I'm so sick of hearing I the Beatles. I, I, I can't think of a Beatles song that I like. I love it. I love uh, oh, it. Oh, but I do like Paul McCartney's "Live and Let Die." There you <laughs> go. Which was the Which was the theme song for the Roger Moore
2: debut as James Bond? "Live and Let Die," which is arguably the best Bond theme it, for me. It is. Yeah, uh, and it was that and and probably the best.
1: Roger Moore Bond. Absolutely. uh, Yeah, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. All
1: right, Jake, let's move on. Let's talk about you. Yes. Um, You went to Japan in the uh, late 90s as a student originally uh, at uh, Sophia University. And then give us just a kind of brief background of how you ended up getting into journalism, because this is where your relationship with the Yakuza and then eventually a book uh, all begins. How did it all come about?
0: Well, so I went to Japan in like the, in 1988 as an exchange student at Sophia University, which is a which in Japan is a very esteemed university. Yeah. Um, and you know, while working on my Japanese, I decided that I would write for the school newspaper. Um, and actually, my my editor at the school newspaper ended up, you know, a, a year or two later, after I got into a Japanese newspaper, working for the Mainichi newspaper, where he was assigned to cover. Um, recently assassinated Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. Hmm. So, a, a lot of things that that, uh, that I've written about Abe over the years come sort of perhaps from that former editor. They do, they do, they do. It's important to keep those connections, right? Yeah, sure. So, uh, in Japan, um, unlike many places in the world, newspapers um, have this very strange model, which is you have national newspapers with local supplements. So, uh, think of like if the Straits time had like little bureaus all over um, this area, you know, and there would be sort of like a Clarkway, like um, a yeah. Clarkway three-page supplement, right, yep, just yep, for that area.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the model, like the Yomiuri Shimbun and the Mainichi Shimbun had. So they have a national, a national test, and then you, you, you know, if you get higher, then you're sent to do local news for a couple of years, then you come, then to the big leagues. It's a, it's very it's different. It's a farm team, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a very different <laughs> model. <laughs> Sure. Um, so they have these examinations, and the examinations are like an SAT kind of thing you have. Um, you know, a language section, a current event section, an essay section. Um, and so I was writing for the school newspaper, and I thought, well, I have a year of school left. I already had a job promised to me at Sony. So this is how things work in Japan. You get, before you graduate, you, you do your job hunting, and then you, there's sort of a backdoor deal, which they call night day.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm like,
0: okay, I've got a job. I'm secure. I don't have anything to worry about, but I, I need to study. Um, I need I need a goal or I won't study. So I'm like, all right, I will prepare for these newspaper examinations, um, just like all my other colleagues in the newspaper. So I took classes and courses and um, signed up for an essay writing uh, class with Kyoto News, which is one of the places I wanted to get a job. Um, and then to you know, to my surprise, uh, when I took the examinations, I did very well on two of them and got to, you know, the final interviews. Um, I did not make it with Kyoto news, which was, which would probably have changed my life because they have the best labor union of all the newspapers. Oh. They call it the reporter's paradise. Okay. But, uh, I did get
1: into the Omudi. And, and this, uh, this scene of you taking the test is, is shown in the first, uh, on the Netflix series. Yeah. Uh, sorry. HBO. In the HBO go series, the first uh, episode and just the stress. Now, do they add it? Do they adequately portray the stress? Oh, 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 no, yeah, it's,
0: it was, it is, uh, um, incredibly adequately portrayed. I mean, every detail of that scene um, is close to the reality. Because um, it's know, all in Japanese, obviously. Well, it's all in Japanese. Right. But yeah. but um, Michael Mann and the people working on the show, like they wanted all the details. And I, and, and I kept everything. I mean, I had my examinations, uh, the scores. Wow. Um, I posted that online if anyone wants to see it on Unseen <laughs> Japan. If you want to see how I actually did on the test. <laughs> um, and when I was watching with my girlfriend, Jessie, uh, Ms. Nakamura... Like she was like, you're sweating, you're sweating, and I'm like, yes, this is really stressful. It's PTSD. <laughs> it's wow. really it's totally PTSD. <laughs> I totally forgot to do the last page, and I'm like, I am so screwed. I'm like, so screwed. Like i like all my effort, and I'm just like, you know, I've I've dropped the ball here. But so,
1: uh, so take us forward. You you pass the test. You had to go through interviews and and a whole bunch of stuff transpires. But you're finally a reporter for the Yomiuri Shimbun, the first guy, Gene, the first foreigner to to be in that. And and the the series portrays it as not an easy relationship, uh, especially with your superiors. Uh, some of your
2: your uh, fellow reporters not so bad. Uh, what was that like? Uh, those first months or years uh, in the and, years? and as you answer that, can I just jump in and ask? As I understand it, you were the first, as Glenn mentions, the first white crime reporter dealing with the yakuza. Is that correct? Um,
0: I I was probably the first national news reporter dealing with uh, with the yakuza or. or Right. Dealing with the police, right? So yeah. on
2: that point, I, my my first thought was, wouldn't you have stuck out like a sore thumb? <laughs> well, of course you stick out. I mean, that was that was a, a plus because All you're really okay. memorable.
0: Yeah, um, I, it was it was unusual enough that, like, in uh, you know, shortly after I started the job, this weekly magazine, which is now defunct, called Chukon Hoseki, came and said, "We'd like to do an article about your about you hiring this foreigner because you know it's really rare." So they followed me around, uh, you know on my bicycle, at the police station. And there's like these great photos of me talking to my boss. And he speaks
1: Japanese.
0: <laughs> he speaks Japanese, you know. Like, I, I am not here to sell you a newspaper. I am a reporter. Right. I'm not here to deliver your newspaper. I, for, for the first couple months, I you know, every time I'd go to talk to somebody and I'd say the name of the paper, they would be like, like, like I, I already have a subscription. Like, All right, <laughs> like my paper wasn't delivered yesterday, and i like, no, I'm, I'm not, the, right. I'm not the paper boy, <laughs> yeah. and I am, and I'm not here to sell you a subscription. <laughs> I, I write for this paper, so actually, that article that came out and it had like, you know, it had like a little English headline, like foreign yeah. newsman for Japanese newspaper, was was very useful because like four pages, of, you know, photos and explaining. Why? What I? Where? Who I was? And what I was doing at the the thing? And sometimes I'd, I'd pull out a copy of a copy and be like, like, like here, like, like you know, it's not a con. Um, the only problem with that magazine is that. Uh, I wanted to send, the, like, a copy to my grandparents, but it was right next to, like, this squid porn, you know, photo <laughs> session. So, like, I I, you know, I, I I could have pulled that section out, but then like, my grandparents
2: would have noticed, and they would have been like, what, what, why are these pages missing? And so I was like, just send them, a, you know, a copy. Right. <laughs> so let's just jump forward a bit. So for the benefit of our listeners, well, two things I'd like to know. One, why, when was the decision made by your editors for you to start covering or reporting on the Yakuza? How did that happen? And two, just... Just explain to us how difficult and potentially dangerous that really is or can be. Okay. So, first of all, everybody starts
0: on the police speed as a reporter, um, almost universally, unless they put you in layout first, um, because that's the basics of reporting, right? Who did what, when, where, how. Sometimes why.
2: Accidents, fires, murders, murders,
0: deaths. Purse snatchings. Purse snatchings, my my, Our training basically was, uh, you know, like you you come to the office and like on day four, um, they give you basically a scrapbook, like okay, here's you know, in sections like purse snatching, fraud, robberies, accidental deaths, mm-hmm. um, theft, <laughs> pickpocketing, murder, and you know, and, and it's like, and it's like, okay, that's your training. Like these are the articles, you know. You, you realize quickly that there's a pattern to writing those, but it's very formulaic. It's very formulaic, and but you know, Japan is a very low crime area so you would write articles on like you know there was you know a series of purse snatchings last night in urawa and you'd have to be like you know you'd have to like get a little map and mac like you know, you know 120 meters later at 9:05 p.m as very in the early days it was very detailed we would put in like the entire address yeah. of the victim and their name and their age um and sometimes the assailant um you know, there's you know, a lot of room to screw up. Over, over time, you know, they, as, as, as the Japanese population got older and the number of characters per line got bigger, um, we stopped emitting those personal details. Um, yeah. So, in you know, the old days, you, you could, I mean, you know, if you, were, if you were hit by a car, you know, like your whole address would show up in the newspaper. Well, wow. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't assigned to cover the Yakuza, um, but I was originally assigned to cover like uh, three or four police stations, like a police district. And that's usually how it is there's uh, you know in the in the police speed has a hierarchy there are the people in the headquarters who cover the major crime units and then there's the what we, what we call the case um, atamadi and they're basically you're covering a couple stations or district and news that is not really national news level but still newsworthy you write that stuff up hopefully you get a scoop maybe if you have a scoop it goes to the national level hmm. um, but
1: it's a low-level job, right? It's a low-level job. When you start, yeah. And, yeah. and then,
0: you know, uh, in my first year, uh, we, there was this unfolding case of a husband and wife serial killers um, who were also dog breeders. And one of the people that they had probably killed, or they, well, they definitely killed, was a Yakuza boss and his driver. Mm-hmm. And the Yakuza boss had been blackmailing um, Sekine, this is the pet breeder, because he knew that he had killed one of his customers. Oh. Wow. So, so, <laughs> wow. so, Japan. so, you know, so as we all know that sooner or later, this case is going to break, right? The Saitama yeah. police are investigating it. Uh, there were a series of disappearance linked to these people back 10 years ago. Um, you know, uh, there was one organized crime detective who had been assigned to, to the homicide squad. So he's kind of an outsider. And so my boss is like, okay, you try and make friends with this, com- with this Yakuza cop because he's an outsider in that section. Um, and, uh, and he, and then a lot of Yakuza are foreigners, like 30%. So maybe you'll hit it off. Um, and so I did, I, you know, like, just like in the TV series, I went to the guy's house. Um, and this is the Ken Watanabe. Yeah, the Ken Watanabe in, case. In, in
1: the uh, Tokyo Vice on yeah, the HBO. In,
0: in real life, his name was, uh, Sekiguchi Chiaki. Mm-hmm. I, I am still friends with his, uh, with his family, except that the, you know, the cute little daughters you see in the series are now women in, in their own right. Adults, so, okay. you know, sure. And uh, Yuki-chan has, like, two kids. Chichan <laughs> Chi-chan is still single and at 35. So if you want to date a really cute Japanese girl's um, daughter of a cop, I, I can introduce you. do <laughs> <laughs> so you need a steady income.
2: <laughs> what was your relationship like with the Yakuza boss? Obviously, he sees you first as an outsider, a foreigner. I mean, there must have been some uncertainty, reticence well, uh, well, at first.
0: Uh, well, so, uh, you know, my... Mostly, right. Even if you're covering organized crime as a reporter, you don't meet these people. Right. I mean, most most people I know who've been on the police speed covering organized crime rarely have sat down with a yakuza boss or um, or an underling and had a conversation. And in my case, um, just like in the in the TV series, I got a call. I mean, not, for, not directly to me. First, was to the office. So there's a Sumiyoshi Kai is one of the of the three major crime groups, and they had um, Minami Ginza was their you know, their turf in Omeo, which was an, also the area that I was covering. And uh, he, call, he called and left a message at the office, like, I want, I need to speak to Jake Adelstein, put me in touch. He said who he was, you know, like... This is Kaneko Nalia of the Sumiyoshikai. Uh, and, You know, one of my colleagues was like, he's like, you know, I got to the office like, hey Jake, uh, there's the, this guy from the Sumiyoshi and and uh, he wants to talk to you. Are you like in some kind of trouble? And I was like, uh, not to my knowledge. Um, if you're in trouble, they wouldn't have called, right? Well, then they might have called, and I was like, um, you know, how much should I should I take this call? Um, you know, what what should I do? So, I called Sekiguchi, or who is Kanegiri in the TV series, and I'm like, uh, you know. The, uh, the police uh, the police officer. And I'm like, you know, uh, you know I, I, I got this call from someone in Sumiyoshi guy, and uh, they want to meet. Should I should I take this meeting? <laughs> Do you know anything about this guy? And he's like, you know, I told him the name. He's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, naoya like, you know, the cat. He has a nickname because his kaniko can be, if you take the ka out of it um, or the kane out of it, you, you know, it becomes nako, which is like cat. So yeah, people yeah. call him cat. And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, a stand-up guy for Yakuza. He's like, we busted him on this fake political party that he created last year to extort money out of people. And he was a total gentleman, confessed to everything, didn't give me any trouble. <laughs> you know, like, you're, 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 you're top of the line is Yakuza bosses goal. Top boss's of the goal. line. Top of the line. <laughs> of spirit, the line yeah. He keeps his guys in, you know, in check. And he's yeah. like, yeah, go see what he wants. So uh, at this point
2: are you scared are you apprehensive Of course I'm apprehensive right. and I, I, you know
0: I, I you know we we know that the Yakuza don't generally kill civilians and stuff but they're they're criminals right yeah. They're sociopaths yeah. I mean, you don't have to, you know. I mean, I'm working for a newspaper. I know what happens when they get angry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you go and meet this guy, and what? Well, else? well,
0: I mean, I mean, it's even funnier because I'm, you know, I'm like, I, I'm so. I was like, I was like, can you give me the address? And He's like, oh, you know, you don't need an address. Just tell people in Nangin you when know, you get you down in that area. Yeah, you know, just, just tell them you're just going. Ask. To, just ask. Just yeah. ask. And it's true. I mean, I just asked. I was like, uh, ex- you know, excuse me, I-, I need to meet Kaneko Naoya-san. He was kind of like, oh, you know, oh Kaneko-san. And they're like, oh, and they point this way. And, and, one, and one barker was like, oh. And like, Are you am know, you know, like, you know Kaneko-san, would you like to come in and sample the wares? And I'm like, I oh, know. I just need to go. I just need to go to his office. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, I, and I find his office and it looks like a construction firm. Right. You know, it's got like a little completely different name on the door. It's like a very, you know, nothing ornate. There's no um symbol on there because yeah. all these groups have sort of corporate logos. And then, you uh, know, I walked in and we, we had this very long conversation. Um, and because, you know, I mean, I'm already there and, I, 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 uh, and I'm, and i you know, I told, before I went, I called Teguchi. I'm like, okay, I'm going into the office. And he's like, you know, uh, he's like, yeah, you'll be fine. Know, just call me if you, I don't hear from you in, like, you know, by the end of the day. <laughs> Two days. I'll make sure
1: you're
0: avenged, ha <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you're avenged, nice. guys. <laughs> yeah, that was really comforting. Um, so before he even told me, you know, why he wanted me there? He was very, you know, uh, truly like a very gentleman, very smooth. Um, and he said, you know, is there anything you would like to know? And I said, yes, I would like to know. Your business model I would like to understand How you make
1: money So
2: you're asking A Yakuza boss What is business model Yeah yes. Just to add to that For our Singaporean <laughs> Listeners and viewers Give us a bit of Quick context Who this guy is Was, was he a known killer At this stage or? No no
1: uh, You know
0: Kaneko was So the Sumiyoshi Kai Is like many Yakuza groups You know They have office buildings uh, They have an office in Ginza um, you know, One of the prime
1: districts In Tokyo Yeah, they, yeah. They,
0: You know yeah. The, They're featured in fan magazines They're You know They're not as famous <laughs> As Yamaguchi Gumi or, or the Inagawa Kai Um you know, they primarily make their money from extortion and racketeering, um, bid rigging, you know, a little blackmail here and there, maybe some loan sharking. Um, but you know, the, the basic source of revenue is basically people paying the protection money. Right. And that's always kind of been how they how they work. Um, and uh, and and Kaneko-san owned a, a construction firm. Like he had also had a legitimate construction firm that actually did work. Right. Um, a lot of the work they did though was like basically. Um, bid, bid rigging, aside. <laughs> bid rigging, right? You know, yeah. you know, somebody, you know, somebody wants the bid. Uh, they give them the bid. You know, they take a, a huge cut off the top, and then the, sure. the subcontractor right. gets right. it. Right, right. Um, and so, you know, uh, and I think that because he really, really was in a in a tight situation, and he was really hoping I help him. He was, he was extremely like gregarious. <coughs> like he explained, like, okay, you know, see, you know, I. Like, Behind you, this calendar, like this calendar of our company, like this is our legitimate operation. He said, "He said, let me tell you our basic sources of revenue." And he was just very, very like straightforward.
1: Tells you about all the extortion and the yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh,
0: no details that I could actually turn into an article. But he was no, like, yeah. you know, and he's like, you know, and then we have steady revenue streams from this and this, and it was quite fascinating. <laughs> Wow! Um, and then I was like, uh, and I was like, "Wow! You know, you're you're really smart. You know, like you 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 know, you sound like you could have been a businessman." And he said, "Well, so a little late now, and he like he rolled down his sleeve, and he you know he's tattooed all the way from there." <laughs> and that was the first time I like he wasn't missing any fingers because he's a smart guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. That's first time I was like. Okay, yeah. I'm like, you know, th- I'm I'm not dealing with a businessman here. I'm right. dealing with yeah. the expert. <laughs> so, what did he actually right. want from you? What um. He- so this is the bizarre, the bizarre deal with with him. So, this also says a lot about relations between relationships between the police and the echoes at the time. So, cops would typically drop by his office and be like, <coughs> excuse me, like, what's happening? You know, like, what's happening? They would sort of chew the fat. Like, what's going on? Well, what's going on? Yeah. Like, who's in, who's out? And and sometimes they would even exchange, like, sort of personnel. Like, okay, right. here's our guys. Here's our lineup. And sometimes the cops would be, okay, here's our guys. You know, <laughs> Here's the new members of our team. Really, I'm really very, very weird, very cordial. Um,
1: uh, with sorry, the view ahead. of keeping things calm right there was yes, there was yes. not one so no, yes. yeah. yeah. like, like let's right? let's keep let's like no blood in the streets you, you got street your, crime you got your turf you do you your the thing trip. but yeah. just and, leave people alone and you know and, let's and, keep and, it calm and
0: well, and, cool. and at the time the yakuza would be like if someone brought in stolen merchandise into a pawn shop um they might rat out the person to gain police favor like yeah we had some company bringing because stealing was a bad thing stealing was a bad thing
1: yeah and and killing innocent people was a bad thing and all that
0: and and uh and you know, robbery was a bad thing. So, yeah. you know, they would offer that information up to the cops, and we'd be like, "Okay, you know, thank you. we'll, we'll go grab, we'll go nab that guy." Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, you know, there was a give and take on both sides. Interesting. Right. Um, so his problem was that the police were coming in, and he would offer them, you know, a cup of tea and like some sweets, and very sort of Japanese things to do. And they made a great show of not, like, no, no, thank you, like, you know, refusing to drink the tea or refusing to drink the sweets. This was shown in the yeah in the series. So, as well. so yeah. this, but this is what actually happened, and. Yeah. And that was so standoffish and so not standard behavior that this rumor began to circulate, um, and probably the rumor was also circulated by someone within his group. It's like, oh, Conico has exceeded the levels of acceptable cooperation with the police and has become an informant for them. And wow. the reason they're not drinking his tea is to to make us believe he's not an informant, but he's like totally... He's totally a dog for the police. Like oh. uh, an informant in, in Japanese underworld slang is called a, a dog, Inu.
2: Mm.
0: Um, and uh, and this was becoming quite a problem for him because, you know, the, the rumors amongst him and, uh, and the rumors were spreading above him that like, you know, Kaneko has become like a stool pigeon for the, for mm. the, for the cops.
2: Right.
0: And he was saying, and, and so he explained to me this problem. And he said, like, I need to know why the police are not drinking my tea. Mm. Um, and I said, "Well, you know what? What? What?" I said, "You know, I'm not really in the business of doing favors of the Yakuza, um, But what? What's the downside of of this problem not being solved for you? And he said, "Oh, and my men will probably." Take me, uh, take me out somewhere and kill me. And if you know if I'm if I'm unlucky, they'll bear me alive. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm like I'm thinking, wow, that's a serious problem. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, I'm and I'm sort of trying to wrap my 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 head around these sort of <laughs> twists. Like, yeah. okay, because the cops are unfriendly to you, they actually think that you're now like uh, telling the cops everything. Yeah. And and since you're a threat, they may your own men may kill you.
1: Um, and you've got option A and B, and, and, and as to how that and, might happen. And so,
0: but, <laughs> but, but he can't figure out why this time police are doing it. So, mm. I took this information to a cook. I think I went to his house, and I'm like, uh, "It's like, you know, all right, here's the deal. You know, here's what I've been told. Um, what should I do?" And thank you, said, Okay, let me think this over, and I will get back to you. This is who again? The who? The, the, the cop, the, co- the police, the, the organized crime cop, the cop who has arrested right Connie before. So, Who else says he's a great guy and easy to work with? Yeah, easy to yeah. work with,
2: right? Yeah. 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Easy to work with. So he investigates, and uh, he comes back to me, and he says, okay, um, I do not want you to say this is for me um, unless you absolutely have to. But here's the deal. The, the number three in his organization um, told a bunch of cops that Conoco was bribing police officers uh, and he's, and to he's, try to make him look bad, yes, yeah. bribing police officers yeah. to to get away with some really bad shit. And I don't know what the bad shit was, but um, and so they're all thinking that if they take anything from Conico, they're going to be looked like you know that they're that they're people on the take. Uh, and he said, my read of this is the number three wants to bring, start dealing um, meth in Omia. Um and Conico is really opposed to meth, and I know they've gone head to head about this because. Uh, the big boss used to be a meth addict mm. and Kaneko is afraid not only is it socially you know it is a social evil but it's a temptation for the boss to get back on meth so mm. Kaneko's opposed and number 3 wants him out of the way so he can so he can get into the meth business and bring in more revenue uh, and rise up in the organization because he's tired of being number 3 wow so,
1: so then you take this information back to Kaneko
0: yeah I took this back information to Kaneko and he is extremely grateful um and it just clicks to him he's like ah and he's like, can you tell me where you got this information? I said, absolutely not.
1: Yeah. Um, and I said, but it's someone who knows you and thinks that you're an okay guy. Yep. Pretty honest. Wow. We're talking about Jake Adelstein, the uh, – the- Author of Tokyo Vice, of course, now a new HBO Go series as well. Since uh, dropped in April, you've got to watch this series, Jake. Uh, let's fast forward now. Give us give us a, an overview. Now you've had years of of writing. You've had years of connection with the Yakuza. When, at what point did you ever feel your life was in danger? Uh, did it? Did you feel that? And and what was the deepest you ever got in exposing? you know a a, a true scoop on the yakuza well i mean
0: in 2008 uh i got taken to the national police agency and they said you know what you're attempting to write about this this notorious yakuza boss goto Tadamasa, has really and in in, really made him angry and there's basically a bounty on you um so we're going to watch you because it would be very embarrassing for for you to be killed um and I was like, that's very nice of you. What were you thinking? I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, like, I was thinking, first thing I was thinking, like, who ratted me out? Like, you know, like, because I was working on a story that was, that was career destroying for him. And I was like, okay, like, and I was thinking, okay, I was being thinking, all right, how did, how does he know
2: that I am writing this story? Because you hadn't published it yet. I hadn't published the story. yeah. Um, but and I did and figure, was it was a serious threat in the sense that I know there's not that much violence against civilians, but there are examples of journalists being attacked or... Well, Goda was like a Balkan
0: gangster. I mean, uh, right. he really disliked this film called um, Minbon Ono, which came out in 1992. Um, I think the English title is The, Je- the, the Gentle Art of Japanese Extortion, ah. which was a movie depicting the yakuza in a very bad light. Um, and his men attacked the film director itami juzo at his home and slashed open his face very slowly so it left scars yeah. Jeez. uh and then years later they probably threw him over a building when he attempted to make another film about the connection between <coughs> Godogumi and a religious cult and, and it, these are the guys coming for you yeah yeah so so i was like okay you know i'm i i accept that i'm in serious trouble <laughs> um because at the time you know at the time, he had about 1,000 people working for him. Not only did he have 1,000 people working for him, but because of a slip-up by the police, I actually had, to, I had a list of everybody working for him. <laughs> so you lived yeah <laughs> so i lived and i was i was thinking at one point like okay it's it's me and versus one thousand people like you know wow. but 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 fortunately you know if you did a sitcom about go to taramasa which would be a very dark comedy it would be called everybody hates goto because mm. he, oh, he nobody was, liked so, this guy, no right? he was so brutal okay right? uh, even to his own people that uh that you know that that certainly helped me. So
1: fast forward, what what exact what ended up happening with this? What ended up happening with
0: is that uh, I wrote the story about his liver transplant um, that I've been working on for years. Um, it it uh, it got published in the Washington Post, and then I got a whole bunch of calls from people in the Japanese media, and they're like, "Is there going to be a follow up with more <laughs> details?" And I'm like, "Why don't you just write up the article?" I'm like, ah, "It <laughs> a little scary." Yeah. Then it came out in the LA Times. And then it got translated into Japanese in this really chicken shit way that um, I don't know if I can say that, sorry on, on, on this way that happens in Japan, which is like yeah. the LA reporting Times. On what the the, yeah, was. the LA Times reported that this yeah. notorious mob boss, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. in Japan, yeah, yeah. you know, did this and this and this, and uh, so you it's know, not their reporting. It's not they, their reporting. Reporting, right?
1: reporting on the reporting,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. and and that started sort <laughs> of a, a chain of bad luck for him. Um, mm. It didn't get him kicked out immediately, but but they're you know within this group, you're like you oh, know. This seems true, yep. and if it's true, this is a really bad deal. Um, and then, uh, and then, you know, uh, he made the mistake of having this lavish birthday party with a bunch of Japanese celebrities, which um, I didn't write up directly, but I linked it to a weekly magazine, which then wrote it up, and then that was the pretext that they used to kick him out. Yeah. Right. But before they did it, I wrote a, a, a long article in a Japanese book, which was published and I heard later that when they kicked him out, they took a copy of the book and they hit him over the head with it, <laughs> which which made me laugh. <laughs>
1: wow. So the genesis of that story, though, is though, he got a li- he he got um, special permission to go to the U.S. to the West Coast to get a liver transplant, right. um, even though he was a known criminal that should right. not have been let into the U.S. And there's all kinds of subterfuge behind that whole how yeah. that happened, uh, right? and and, and, and you turns, reported that. Yeah, and it turns out he wasn't the only one. There were three other yakuza yeah. who got in. Yeah. And that was a big no-no, and 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 there was there was involvement by a lot of people on the U.S. side as well as. But uh, well, the, the U.S. had good reasons. Yeah. Um, but and the they, big, they let him in on purpose. Yeah, right? they let him in on purpose. Because? Because because
0: basically the J- Japanese National Police Agency, um, and I actually had a conversation last night at this American Chamber of Commerce thing with someone who used to be at Interpol, was so uncooperative with other law enforcement. You know, you can't catch the yakuza if you don't know who they are, if you don't have their pass, if you don't sure. know their passport numbers, if you don't have their their names their names and you need their names in kanji as well yeah. and their dates of birth it's you know it's very hard to detect and the japanese national police agency would not share that with uh, federal law enforcement so they were kind of like well if we can get it from this guy of course because it's goto i mean he totally screwed them he gave him like a fifth of what he promised and as soon as he got a liver he Bolted, bolted. I think he stopped in Hawaii to play
1: golf for a couple of days <laughs> and came back <laughs> just to th- really
2: thumb it out. <laughs> just to really thumb it out. him wow. so so let you get the last. Uh, well, so I'm just curious in. to bring it up to date. So you wrote the book Tokyo Vice, chronicling yeah. a lot of this, and then it becomes a TV series. <laughs> at any point in that process, was you threatened again? Was there a concern that if you publicize this to a bigger audience, the threats may come back round again?
0: Well, I, I, I mean, we, we worked with a Japanese um, company called Wow Wow to. You know, but our producers on that, yeah. and they were very certainly very concerned that there might be uh, violence from mm. um, the remaining members of of Godogumi or people who were still loyal to him. So this is probably one of the reasons when they had a press conference for the show um i was at the press conference but i was definitely not on stage <laughs> <laughs> keep your face out of it oh Absolutely. yeah and i should i should put a disclaimer here uh, uh all the all the events in the book are depicted are fictional and none of them are real <laughs> of course there you go uh, uh, and well, uh, and the tv series as well and the tv
2: series uh, well. As well. You, the final final word is what is it like to be played by baby driver himself <laughs> lovely uh Enzel is a sweet guy um hard working his japanese is amazing
0: uh he was very nice to my kids when they came to visit. I mean, you know, I, uh, he is a
1: great kid. I mean, I think of him as a kid. Mm. Um, and and what what do you really what do you like about the series? Now it's not exactly the way it happened in your life or in the book, but you know they've taken certain license. Obviously, I mean things are fictionalized. Uh, mm. You know, and the, all the disclaimers are there. But what do you like about the HBO uh, series Tokyo Vice from from the perspective of your life?
0: Well, what I like about it is that the attention to detail and the time is is. T- Truly accurate. Michael Mann was an s- amazing... And, and, scene, and right? so were the other directors. Yeah. Um, Alan Pohl did the last episode. Um, he did Six Feet Under, too. Um, not only is attention to great in the way the cops are portrayed. The yakuza are, are portrayed accurately. It's very nuanced. Great. You see that there, there are codes and there are things they will do and won't do. But the thing I like the most about it is that, you know, if you watch the series, you realize that it is telling you investigative journalism is important, mm-hmm. that it changes things. Um, and that's something I certainly wanted to communicate in the book and the fact that that's still left as a central message of the series I'm delighted about.
2: And isn't Michael Mann just the perfect choice? Because he's done the investigative journalism with The Insider. He's done the whole cat-mouse cop uh, gang thing with Heat and Manhunter and Miami Vice. So he understands that gritty urban crime scene almost better than anybody.
0: Well, and his commitment to detail and, and authenticity is just amazing. I'm, mm. I'm still in touch with him. Uh, he's working on his movie about Ferrari in Italy right now,
1: right?
2: Nice, brilliant stuff. Nice, brilliant stuff. Uh, we
1: have to leave it there, uh, but thank you so much, Jake Adelstein, the the author of Tokyo Vice and now, of course, the new um, HBO Go and HBO Max series of the same name. Uh, there is going to be a sequel.
0: Yes, there will be a season two. I am. I am working on scripts right now. Because the,
1: the, we won't give the spoiler, but it does, there is a cliffhanger at the end of, oh, yeah, of yeah, Series 1. Yeah, your, your questions will be answered.
2: Yeah, okay, good. That's what I wanted to know. So read the book and watch the TV series. Uh, Tokyo Vice, great stuff. Jake, thanks for being with us. We Thank you for having it. me.
0: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our
2: audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.